0: It's the Garnet
2: Trust Hour. Me and our guest, well, unfortunately got held up by a train for a few minutes. Now, uh, we were talking about a few minutes ago, it's going to be weird to say former Gamecock tight end, Nate Atkins. Welcome to the studio, Nate. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having
0: me. On your
3: home of the Gamecocks. Some of the trains, you can try to go around, and if like you run into the same train, like they trick you. And like, I pulled up, and uh, it was just now starting. Like I heard it,
0: I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like The thing just went down. To- 1075 The Game.
2: And welcome in to the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler Head, Chris Clark, along with you, welcoming in our special guest today. And I've said this over the past couple of days. It kind of feels weird to say this now because we have to. Former South Carolina Gamecock wide receiver Josh in Studio with us. Josh, thank you so much for joining us and uh, excited to talk to you today. Yeah, man. Thank you.
4: Um, you know, I just thank y'all for having me here today and, um, you know, just hope we have a, a great session today.
2: No, absolutely. Going to be a lot of fun. And, and like I mentioned, it's kind of weird, Chris, to say former South Carolina wide receiver because he's been here forever, it seems like.
3: Yeah, we're, we're still in denial. Josh <laughs> is still here. He's like, he's like Nate Adkins. Like, we, we asked Nate, we're like, all right, man, you sure you don't have an extra year, you know, just laying around? In the couch cushion somewhere. Like an, like
2: an extra, extra COVID year or something. <laughs> an, an extra, extra COVID
3: year. Man, it, it has been crazy though, Josh. Like, I, uh, you remember, so you were in the 2018 class. Yeah. And that, that was actually the first year that there was an early signing period. hmm And so I remember being at your school, phew, early, early <laughs> that morning. Because yeah. you did sign in December. Yeah. And um, I remember being at your school that morning and signing. is a big pickup at the time. For The gamecocks but ha- that seems like a long time ago, right yeah man, it's freaking what was that five six five years <laughs> ago? five years ago, pretty much I mean it'll be five years in December, I guess
4: yeah man it's um it's just crazy, just um oh it's just it's just crazy, just um you know just being being able to sign early in December and um you know, just looking. Through our, um through all the years and everything that I've you know accomplished and you know just all the different teams for those five years and you know just seeing where I am now is um you know it's just it's crazy it is,
3: it is crazy <laughs> it, and it was it was really awesome the other day so this kind of hit me when we were out there at pro day the other day you working out and you're out there running you know preparing for your NFL dream after you know kind of. Everything just coming full circle from from the high school level. Your daughter's out there running around. So let's get let's get some dad stories. First of all, um, how
4: old is is your daughter now? Um, she's fifteen months. So yeah. you know, for people that don't know that, I'm still you know getting accustomed to that. She's one, um, you know, one in three months, I guess. Uh, but um, like I said, you know, just earlier talking to you guys before um, before we started today, um, I was just with her with her this morning. She woke up with a with a with a poopy diaper, so I had to had to change that and before I had to leave she wanted to poop again. So had to change that again. Um you know man, she's always into stuff. Um you know, we got a couch. So if I just so happened to just sit on the floor, she al- already got that drilled in her mind to hop on the couch and just run off the couch. <laughs> so she know I'm gonna catch her. So, you know man, it's um it's crazy. She's counting She's counting from one to ten already. Ooh. Um, you know, always saying dad, dad, mama, always clapping and you know, man, it's um it's just crazy. Like I say, you know, me, I would have never thought that I would have a kid um this early, but you know, now that she's here, you know, I just can't do nothing but thank God every day. Um, you know, just to be able to raise something that special.
3: So. Well, you meant so you mentioned the diaper. I mean you're you're doing better than to carry on because <laughs> did you hear his story the other day? No. So so he had his little girl recently and he was talking with the media guys this week and um, they're like give us a dad story and he was like man I thought I was going to take this one to the grave. But <laughs> he said when he took her to a doctor's appointment the other day the doctor was like all right can you give her a clean diaper so we can weigh her and he didn't even have a diaper on. Oh her. my gosh.
4: You hey, ever that's, done the that one? that's the worst. That's the worst. when um we had to travel down to Charleston one time and I forgot all this, I forgot all her stuff. Oh like, no. We had, we had went to Hilton Head one time. I forgot her crib. Um, I forgot her playpen, like, you know, her pack-and-play that turns into a crib. I forgot that. I forgot the diaper bag. Like, I, hey, man, it, it happens.
3: It does <laughs> happen, man. It's a lot of stress. Not, not a lot of sleep. You're running on little sleep. Your decision-making at not the yeah, best. It,
4: it all happens. It all happens very fast. But, you know, we live and we learn um, every day, you know. You just try to wake up the next day and say, "Okay, I'm not gonna make this mistake today." So, you know what can I do to um, make that better? So.
3: Yeah, it does take practice, just <laughs> like on the field. What's your most uh, What's your most indispensable tool for for child rearing? Is it Is it the uh, the pack and play? Is it something else? Um, you got You got like a go to if you can remember
4: it. I've forgotten all the stuff too in the past. If I can, if it's a go to right now. Um, Shoot, I'll just bring out a dame a little basketball. Oh. And she'll dang if she's crying and she sees the little basketball, she'll dang just start playing with that. it. around a little bit, <laughs> Duncan. Yeah. Got her a
3: little goal. Yeah. Well, something else we gotta do. We got so we gotta get we asked you last year about your starting five from the football team and we need to update that
4: <laughs> to make sure. Shoot, I gotta go. I gotta go back there. um, You know, we ask every single football player their starting five. Well, you know, I'm I'll still
2: be in the starting five. Oh, I know. I will still be at the starting five. I think. Well, we only had one that didn't include themselves in the starting five. Was that Doty? Yeah, Luke did not put himself Uh, in the starting five. uh, Well, I can agree
4: with it. I can agree with (laughs)
3: Luke. (laughs) 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 But he's not even mad at you. He he didn't even pretend. He he was just like,
4: Nah, Nah. I'm I'm not in it. Luke is a hustle player, so I mean, if. I would have Luke definitely coming off the bench, and um, you know, did anybody have Josh in their starting five? I can't remember. We we need like
3: a full listing, yeah. You know, of all times, like just a, we just need to plaster it up here so we can kind of keep track of it. There are there's some carryover with some
2: guys that there's typically some guys made, that show up on just about every single team. Yeah,
3: they make <laughs> about every
2: team. Like
3: I think T.J. Sanders made most teams. Yeah. Have you ever heard Boogie's team? It's, Who do he have? But it's scary. It's scary though. A whole bunch of big guys. A whole out.
2: bunch of big guys. A <laughs> uh, team that's gonna be very good on defense physically. <laughs> it was like it was scary though.
3: It was like him, Nick Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Tonka?
2: Might Tonko have been. I think Tonka's on there. Birch,
4: J- Birch might have been on his yeah.
2: team. P- pretty I, much, I, you're I just gonna I have mean. to pull up from three every single time. You're not getting in the paint. Crazy.
4: I already know. You t- I had to play against them. Uh, we I went to the strong, and I was I had to play against. Them. We lost, but oh, but uh... My team wasn't really that good. Oh, <laughs> so you didn't have your nah, like, hand
3: selected, hand picked nah. starting five. I I play I play basketball with anybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Have you seen Spencer play? I actually haven't seen Spencer play. You you haven't seen his highlight tape, Mm-mm. dude. I heard he can play though. He can. State champ in high school, and and he got. I don't wanna say he got mad at me, but when he was in here, I think I say he disagreed with me. Because (laughs) I was watching his tape Mm -hmm. and he I was like, Hey, you got kind of like that quarterback mentality, like pass first, and he's like, Nah, I'm score first. (laughs) But he's got it. I'm I'm gonna show I'm gonna cue up his highlight tape for you during a break. I'm gonna send it to you. He can play. I think he he put himself on his team. He had a pretty good squad, too, as I remember.
2: Yeah, from what I uh, remember, we'll have to go back and listen to see what uh, his full team was. But I can't remember if anybody had Josh on their team or not. I think so. I think so. Jarius
3: Rush, that was one.
4: I'd be shocked if nobody
3: had me Cam, Cam Smith, I don't think, made a team. I don't think so. Which is kind of surprising. I feel like he'd probably be good at defense. He'd be, like, super annoying to play against. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe. All, all might, get, might, might get in foul trouble pretty quickly. Yeah, he'd probably get in foul trouble might. He pretty quick. Might.
3: All right, Josh. Let's let's go back to pro day real quick, or, or let's go back even farther than that. So your senior season, mm-hmm. um, t- tough into it, right? Because you you know you made a great catch in that Clemson game and kind of looked like you came down the wrong way mm-hmm. on the knee, so you had to miss the bowl game. But um, I don't even think we know a lot really about that process. So if you if you want to go into it. You know, tell us a little bit about that injury and kind of the process to come back. Cause, man, you look fully healthy at pro day here recently.
4: Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, every everything happened everything happened so fast. Um. You know, I was even shocked when it happened. Um. More so, scared. You know, if anybody see it and watch the game, that's why I was down so long. Just because I was, you know, I was just scared. But um, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully, um, nothing bad happened. I just had an LCL strain. Um, you know, nothing was torn. Um of course, you know, everything was just swollen pretty bad from like literally from my butt all the way down to my calf. Oof. Um so yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Uh when it happened, of course, like, you know, I'm trying to get back out there and play. Um they <laughs> took me under the tent and, you know, Dr. Guy was like, Yeah, man, you're done. And, you know, I was upset but, you know, about five minutes went by. I couldn't put no pressure on it so I was like yeah I'm just you know <laughs> I'm just had to deal with it um you know but you know just support my teammates and you know you know just happy that we came I would have win that day um you know but um yeah that process that process it was it was it was very 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 long um you know headed down to Pensacola Florida um the train with exos and um it was a lot of not I'm not so much of a, a mental, a mental freak. But it was a lot of dark days for me just because, you know, that's the first time I've ever had a knee injury. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like I said, thankfully nothing was torn, but it was just, you know, getting up in the morning. One, you got to make yourself get up in the morning. There's nobody, you know, nobody checking in on you, calling your phone to get you up. You know, so one, you got to get yourself up. And, you know, you got to like, like, okay, I'm going to go to work today. And then, you know, when I do get to the facility, I can't do anything. You know, I gotta I gotta see everybody else, you know, see all the other players from all over compete and, you know, get better and, you know, I'm just watching, literally watching from the windows. Um, like I said, we're inside right now, so this is kinda like what I was doing, just <laughs> inside, sitting on the sitting on the thing, on the trainer bed and just watching. Um, just doing a whole bunch of rehab, training. Like I said, I couldn't do anything because my knee was still swollen. Um, you know, that's that's how that's how pretty bad it was um but you know i eventually eventually i was able to you know get out there um you know the doctor down there put me in a put me in a knee brace first time ever it was so ugly but uh (laughs) but i had to do i had to do what i had to do and um like i said you know i just like i said it was a lot of it was a lot of dark days where you know i just didn't want to do anything man because it was it was hard like i said everything is mental um you know you see us athletes out there and you know you think oh you know Everybody has a lot of athletic ability and physical talents, but you know, it all it all comes from the brain and you know, you gotta tell yourself, you really gotta motivate yourself like, you know, I gotta go to work and I gotta do what I gotta do today. So, you know what I'm saying? Just just to be able to put all that together and, you know, go out there last Monday, um, and, you know, just showcase showcase everything that I'm, you know, capable of. Um it was it was really good to um, to experience and show that.
3: All right, we're here on the Garnet Trust Tower with Josh Van
4: Tyler. We got a Take a quick timeout
3: real quick, but when we come back, talk with Josh more about uh, fatherhood, look back at his Carolina career, and forward to his future in the NFL.
2: Yeah, as, as we head into this break, I want to let you know about the 107.5 The Game Spring Golf Classic coming up tomorrow at Charlotte Golf Club in West Columbia. If you want to take part in it, give Charward a call at 803-755-2000. Registered. It's going to be $100 per person and $400 per team. Josh is actually going to be hanging out with us for a little bit tomorrow. Very excited for that. Got a lot of cool prizes to give away, including some autograph gear from various Gamecock athletes. One lucky person is going to win season tickets to all remaining USC baseball games. And we also have a tailgating spot to give away for the upcoming Carolina Cup. Lunch will also be provided by Firehouse Subs. And if that's not enticing enough for you, it's also going to be beautiful weather temperatures in the 80s, a perfect day for golf. So don't miss your chance to be a part of the 107.5 The Game Spring Golf Classic. More with Josh Van on the Garnet Trust Hour coming up next on
0: 107.5 The Game broadcasting live from the Herndon Chevrolet Studios. This is 1075 The Game. A great selection of new Chevys is available now at Herndon Chevrolet. The lot is packed with inventory and more is on the way. So shop your hometown Chevy dealer today. Stop by or shop online today and see why Herndon Chevrolet makes you smile. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 1075 The Game.
2: And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Tower here on 1075 the Game. Tyler Head and Chris Clark, along with you. Special guest today, former South Carolina wide receiver, Josh Van. And Josh Van not only gonna be in here today, also gonna be hanging out with us tomorrow at the 1075 the game Spring Golf Classic out at the Charwood Golf Club in West Columbia. Josh got to ask: how good of a golfer are you? Not that good. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> But, hey, y'all can show me a little something out
4: there. So I may, I may be, able to be able to pick up a few tips from you guys.
2: I told somebody the other day, you need to get, like, a copy of, like, Tiger Woods PGA 08 or something and just, like, brush up on it real quick and prove your game between now and tomorrow. <laughs> oh, well, if I got to do that's what I got to <laughs> do, man.
3: You think, uh, are you are you going to be more of, like, a finesse golfer?
4: Are you just going to, like, I'm going to hit it as hard as I can? Um, I'm going to just go out there and hit it. Um, gonna, I'm going to try to finesse it, though. I, it, my biggest thing, I like, I like the putt. I like, so I like do mini golf. So. Oh, okay. I like to do putt putt, but I ain't that. I'm not that good at that either. But I just
2: like it. So now, when you say hit it as hard as you can, I think of Happy Gilmore and yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah, smacking it. Absolutely, smash it. Now, some of your guys on the your former team, I'm having a hard time
3: adjusting that. Some of your former teammates on the team now say they're really good golfers.
4: Oh yeah, so, nah, they um, it, it's 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 a it's a lot of guys that that definitely want golfing. I think I know. I think Luke. Golfs. Yeah. Jalen Dickerson golfs. Um, oh, does Jalen? I didn't yeah, know that one. Yeah, all them.
3: Spencer's a big golfer.
4: Yeah. Like, uh,
3: <sighs> big golfer. Another big golfer is in studio with us too now. Jeremy Smith, Garnet Trust, big time golfer.
0: Yeah, I, uh big time is and I I go out a lot but I don't know how <laughs> how great I am at golf but uh I tell you what the special teams unit though at uh at USC man those those are some serious golfers.
3: Uh, yeah, it's uh Kai. Kai's apparently really good. Kai's good at is there anything Kai can't do? Josh, have you ever seen I don't can, I like, think, fail I think at anything? Kai can
4: do everything. I think I haven't seen anything that he can't do. So um So no, I know I believe he can um I believe he got that swing going.
3: We got a lot of stuff to still get to with you, Josh, here on the Garnet Trust Hour. Here's a completely random question. Like, there's absolutely no segue whatsoever to this. Catching punts. All right. Me not being a football player, obviously, if you couldn't tell. Um, (laughs) Catching a punt to me seems like probably the most, like, nerve-wracking play in football.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: I mean, you're talking about a dude – imagine a Kai Kroger – punting the ball like into orbit and then it's coming down at you it's it's top spinning you've got 10 to 11 guys running at you full speed trying to destroy you while you're trying to catch the ball Mm -hmm. are are you just like is it kind of just
4: no big deal to you um you know with a whole bunch of practice and um (laughs) and prayer yes it is it is no uh no big deal but um but just any any given moment, you know, it, you can slip up and um, lose focus. But like I said, I, I practiced on it a lot. Um, like I said, I did it in middle school, high school. So I just did it through my five years in college. So, um, you know, I I guess my tip that I use, you know, you got to see the ball off the, like I said, if, if Kyle was kicking it, he's a he's a lefty. So, you know, every, every kick is different, you mm-hmm. know, from a righty or a lefty. So I see the ball off the foot. And, um, you know, that kind of, like, just gave me, like, a a guess of where the ball is going. And depending on how the spin is, if it comes out like a quarterback through it, it's going to go far. Um, if it comes out like, you know, we call it a duck where it's just, like, all flappy, it's going to fall short. Um, like you said, if the ball turns over, it's going to come down far. If the ball is just, like, just staying up high, it's going to fall short. Um, so, you know, you just, you just see the ball off his foot. And um, so I see the ball. I look at the ball, and I for like a slight half a second, I look to see where you know the coverage team is at, and that will kind of give me a um, idea if I want to return the ball or you know fair catch it. And um, like I said, nine times out of ten, you know if you you got to secure the catch, and if it's a guy, I promise you, if you watch this throughout all college football, NFL, the first guy always misses. Like <laughs> he always misses. Like they teach to break down, and you know, but. For some reason, the first guy never does it. I said nine times ten. Somebody's going to make the tackle, but nine times ten, that first person's always going to miss. So, you know, you just make sure you catch it first and then, you know, give like a little side step. He's going to fly right by you. And, um, you know, that's where you make, you know, you know, make the rest of your moves at. So There
3: was one you, last year Wes and I talked about it all the time. Can't remember the game. Maybe Wes remembers or you might remember. You called it like off your shoe tops. I don't know if you saw it a little bit late. Uh, I think
1: that was um, it was a home game, wasn't it? It was casual. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get in on this. Uh, I love this conversation. <laughs> I think it was SC State, maybe. It was definitely a home game because the whole crowd yeah. was like, "Oh!" And Josh was just like, "I got it." I it's think, cool. I
4: think it was probably. I feel like it was probably A and M, but I don't know. Okay. I don't know, but I think I know. I know what you're talking about because I was facing, I was facing the student section. Mm-hmm. And um, I was I was almost, like, next to the end zone, um, next to the um, 2000, 2001 end zone. And, yeah, I definitely, you know, you got to see the ball through. And, uh, so, like I said, uh, that ball, it never turned over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm expecting it to come like where I was, and it, it just felt a little short.
1: But, you know, you see the ball all the way through, and, you know, caught it on my fingertips. <laughs> so, Josh, you said that uh, you have to glance at the – like the defenders coming down. At what point, when the ball goes up? Like, is that right after it's kicked mm-hmm. that you sort of get a little feel? So, can you? So after that point, you're obviously tracking the football. Yeah. Can you feel the gunners and like defenders coming in? Like, do you do oh, you yeah. have any feel for where they are at that yeah. point?
4: Like I said, I, I believe I, I know that I have you know pretty good awareness of you know what's around me and stuff like that. So like I said, with a whole bunch of practice, um, like I said, you see the ball. It's like it's like Boom, boom. Like, it's see a kick, look, and then look back at the ball. So, you know what I'm saying? So, by me looking at the coverage team, if I see the Gunners running free, I'm probably not going to return it just because, you know, if I see that, you know, the hold-up team got a, got a half a second block, you know, holding them up, then, you know, it's a slight chance that I'll be able to return this one. And one, not get busted up. <laughs> but, you know, two, just be able to make a, a good enough return. So, it's it's pretty challenging. It's tough. Like you said, not your average Joe would be able to go out there and do that. You know, like you said just earlier you said you was watching the offensive lineman catching those punts. Like it's not easy. <laughs> and it's always fun watching them catch punts and um you know, it's a it's a good time back there.
2: I, I'm curious about this and I played uh, baseball in high school. It was so easy to lose a lose a baseball up in the lights, and obviously football mm. football's a lot bigger than a baseball, but those night games, is it easy to lose the ball? Up in the lights with everything going on up there, especially if you're looking up and down. Oh yeah, always. Like I said, you know, not to like, you know, showboat about anything, but you know, my
4: you got moss catch um at Georgia, I lost the ball in the light. I literally just jumped. Like I literally just jumped when he jumped and I just came down with the ball, but I literally <laughs> I literally lost the ball in the light. Like I'm not I'm not joking, but um Yeah, man. Those lights be so bright that you know. Of course, the ball is like a little ant when it goes up in the air, so (laughs) the ball gets lost real quick. And you know, you just gotta, you just gotta have a feel for where it's gonna be at. And you know, of course, he'll come out the light, and then you know, you be able to go make the catch and stuff. That's that's how uh,
3: Nate Adkins his catch against Clemson. He mm-hmm. said that was kind of an accident, a little bit. I mean, he, he <laughs> said he just stuck his hand up, and it just stuck to his hand.
4: Jeez, some sometimes miracles happen. <laughs>
3: I'm telling you. He even he even brought when he was bringing the ball down, the defender got a hand on it, and he still held on to it. Pretty, oh, pretty incredible. But on on the special team subject, Josh, so you always hear like NFL teams, their rosters are limited, right? I mean, they don't have eighty five paid guys on the roster. They don't have 100-something overall players like college football rosters do. They've got their 53-man, and then they've got their practice squad and all that stuff. So you always hear that guys with special teams ability, whether it's coverage, return, have a greater chance of sticking. What kind of feedback have you gotten during this process just about what teams or you know general managers, agents, I mean, what, what have they thought about that aspect of your game and and helping you and the pros with it
4: um you know so far i got a call about three days ago um and the the guy he was definitely like you know if if you come here now you'll definitely be our starting punt returner um just because you know you did really good like really really well this year um returning punts um you know obviously you know this this past year didn't go you know, obviously, it didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. And definitely, you know, the way that, you know, all the fans were, you know, projecting um, my final year to go. Um, but, you know, I just took advantage of all my opportunities. And, um, you know, being back down upon return, like I said, that was that was pretty much the only time I was getting the ball throughout the whole year. So I was like, you know, I just got to make something happen. And, um, you know, most of the times I did. Sometimes I first catched it. But, uh, but yeah, special teams definitely go a long way. Um You know, hopefully, um, you know, God willing that I'll be, you know, in this next month and a half, month, month and a quarter so far. Um, You know, if I get drafted somewhere, hopefully, you know, I'll be playing receiver. And obviously, you know, being able to have that extra attribute of, you know, playing special teams and being a punt returner. Regardless, I'm a punt returner. If I'm a gunner. Like I say, you know, like you say, it's a limited roster. So whatever I could do to be on the team, you know, I, I'm gonna do it. So, you know, I
2: got to do what I got to do. Keep our conversation with Josh Van Rollen here on the Garnet Trust Hour on 107.5 The Game.
0: What we're talking about on 107.5 The Game,
2: sponsored by Love Chevrolet. And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour on 107.5 The Game. Tyler West and Chris Long with you with our special guest today former South Carolina wide receiver, Josh Van, And before that last break, we were talking a lot about special teams. And obviously that uh, special teams is a big, important part of this South Carolina football team uh, with Shane Beamer, obviously with his lineage, um, his dad and Beamer ball. But Pete Limbo is viewed as one of the best special teams coordinators in the entire country. What's your relationship like with coach Limbo? And how do you feel like he set you up for success uh, with your future career in the NFL?
4: Oh, Pete, Pete, that's my guy. Um, uh... <laughs> Coach Limbo. Um I wouldn't say it was a love hate relationship, but you know, Coach Limbo definitely got on my nerves sometimes and I got on his and but at the end of the day we I've always found myself in his office, you know, just talking football and talking about schemes and um what I can do better. Um, you know, learning from him and, you know, obviously, you know, these coaches, man, you know, it's it's so much that they're like whizzes man they they know so much and um you know as a special teams coordinator you know that sometimes that kind of go goes unnoticed um but you know like I say he was a former head coach um so you know he he knew a lot of stuff you know talking to me about receiver stuff when it comes down to blocking um you know and of course like I say was a special teams coordinator so you know I've always I was always in his office you know just trying to figure out you know how I can it's you talking about pump returns, what I can do this this week, uh to, to give me a good return, you know, what we can do this week, what we can do that week. You know, it was always different stuff. Um, but you know, Pete's definitely my guy. You know, I, I love him to death and um, you know, he definitely set me up for hopefully a long run in the NFL.
1: Does Pete Coach Limbo have a movie or a story or a history lesson for for every single meeting y'all have? <laughs>
4: Every everything. He always um he always say, Dang what he used to say, everything is um not as it seemed. Uh basically like, you know, we work on special teams, um it's half the battle. That's what he said. So he would obviously bring up Dang what dang war was it. Um I forgot what war was it, but basically like they were coming up the two hills but in the middle it was like a whole dip. So of course it was half of what you thought was gonna be. So, um, But, you know, it, it, was, it was a whole lot uh, But basically, like, you know, we're working on special teams If I'm working on, you know, getting off a block You know, my teammate has to, you know, do a good job of helping me do that as well So he had a whole bunch of stuff He always had some movie that translated <laughs> to the practice today or What we was working on It was a lot, man Pete Limbo is, um, he's a guy of mystery, I would say that
1: interesting guy yeah very interesting yeah but very successful i mean special teams at south carolina have been exceptional for the last uh, couple of seasons and I, I guess i'm taking over this segment for chris clark we got our our half of an hour of work out of chris i think that's where he cuts off um and just leaves so we're gonna bring jeremy smith back in as well jeremy the director of operations over at garnet trust and jeremy you and i were talking off air this uh, interview and then josh's appearance tomorrow i believe as well is uh, part of an nil deal and Just kind of, um, do you want to tell those listening about how NIL is obviously about current student athletes and a lot of people maybe think it's only about that, but uh, I think it's South Carolina and with Garnet Trust that um, there's a push to try to support South Carolina student athletes, even beyond the three to four to five years that they are at South Carolina.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, uh, a lot of folks, uh, you know, consider the the university its athletes is part of their family and and for the garnet trust uh these student athletes are uh they are our, our family whether they're here uh, on campus or they have uh, left to do other things uh after school and uh, and josh is a perfect example of that uh we uh i made a commitment to josh uh last year towards the end of the season that uh once he you know got uh, got rehabbed and got uh prepared for the nfl that we wanted to make sure we did something for him and uh, and today's that day, and we'll continue to to work with Josh. But uh, I was at an event last night, and we you know we really stress that it's not about the four years that you're at USC that that matters. It's about the forty years after, and so what we're trying to do is help prepare these student athletes to uh, go into the real world and have some um, some financial literacy, have some opportunities that to build up their brand so that whatever they're doing, they can be successful in it.
1: Yeah, no doubt, and certainly important. I, I think uh, we we bring this up a lot, Jeremy, but maybe worth reiterating um, the headlines sort of tend to go to the, maybe to me, like the, the bad sides of NIL and like, Oh, this guy got offered this to leave a school. And this guy got offered millions of dollars where for the most part um, NIL, I think is about um, supporting your student athletes in their everyday life. I mean, Josh here obviously um, is a dad now and uh, you know, you have to carry on who is a dad now. And I, I think, Um, Any way that the collectives like Garnet Trust and just fans out there can sort of give opportunities to support student-athletes and former student-athletes in their day-to-day lives for their real-life situations um, probably needs to be spotlighted a little bit more as opposed to like the headline grabbing, oh, this quarterback got offered 14 mil, but then it didn't come through, and then that kind of steals the headlines.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and, uh, you know, I always ask all the uh, student athletes that we go into contract with, uh, you know, what, what what are you planning to do with uh, the money that you earn through charitable events or uh, media content, et cetera? And every single one of them, the first thing out of their mouth is helping my family. And they usually go into a very specific examples of helping their their mother, their father, their siblings, their aunts, their uncles, and and how that money is going to help them fulfill the 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 needs that they have in their life and and i'm i mean almost brought to tears every time that i have these conversations because there's a lot of things we don't know we see these uh individuals on the field and we just assume everything is great but a lot of them have a lot of hard struggles and and i'm so blessed to be able to uh to help facilitate some of those some of those things that will give them and their families a little bit of relief uh, while they're here at usc
1: josh let's bring you back in on this convo man so we, uh, we've done several Garnet Trust interviews on the computer with you, and uh, you, you, I think I even mentioned this at the time, man, you would always get this massive grin on your face when you're talking about your daughter, man, so how, uh, how's the adjustment been to fatherhood, and uh, what, what have you most learned in this last uh, year or so as you've made that transition? A lot. <laughs> um, patience, I would say that. Patience, patience,
4: patience. Patience. Um, <laughs> I can't preach that enough definitely a lot of patience uh, just cause like you know I've learned a lot um, especially you know my daughter's routine um, you know she'll wake up in the morning um, and she'll play then she'll she'll start getting a little antsy that's how you know it's time for her to eat breakfast and um she'll play again and I just notice it'd just be little stuff if she just running and fall she'll start busting out crying like freaking Jeepers Creepers chasing at her or something like that and um <laughs> You know, you try to pick her up, she start crying. So that's how I know. Okay, it's time for your nap. Okay, you should take a nap for about maybe one and a half, two hours. Shoot, it could be thirty minutes. I hate when that happens because you know <laughs> uh, that's my alone time. And she, you next, know, you know, I just hear hear some noise. You know, I'm like, man. So you know, I gotta gotta deal with her. Well, I'm not saying deal with her like it's a bad thing, but you know, take out her crib and she' ready to play again. It, it, it's been a lot of stuff that I learned and um you know, obviously going off the train, I was gone for two months. So, you know, not being around her, um, every day, uh, really sucked. Um, obviously because, you know, I was with her every day through the season and, um, you know, just having to go away for two months, you know, it was, it was really, um, not depressing, but, you know, just, just being accustomed to that lifestyle, seeing my daughter every day and to not seeing her for a whole two months. Um, that was really hard, but, you know, now I'm back in the house and, Sometimes I'm like, dang, I wish I'm back down here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's all good, though. and um, It's all good, and, um, you know, I just, um, I'm just thankful for her to even be here. So,
2: And we've had plenty of football players come through in the Garner Trust Tower. We're very well aware of how chaotic the schedule is, especially during the season for you guys. So how do you balance being a full-time football player and student-athlete at that with also being a father? What'd you say? Sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, I, I just said we've had a lot of football players come through here on the Garden Trust Hour. We know how chaotic the schedule is being a full time football player and a student athlete at the same time. How do you balance all that with being a father too? Um, it was a lot. It was definitely a lot. But you know,
4: um, you know, I just told myself not to make it harder than you know what it what it really needs to be. And um, you know, everything that popped up in line, I was like, you know, I just gotta take care of this. She need diapers. She need wipes. Okay, I gotta take care of this. So I know she's on top of that. Um, you know, make sure every make basically make sure I had everything down just so everything won't be last minute. Um, like I knew I had class, so I only had like one in person class to wrestle online. So you know, the, the days I had to go in class, you know, just making sure everything's you know on top of everything. Of course, you know, waking up every morning to go go to practice, you know, get out of practice, you know, chill with chill with Jennifer a little bit, then I'll have class. So. You know it's really just not stressing myself out because like the more you stress, like I said, patience, you gotta give yourself patience and you know tell yourself not to make it harder than what it really is, um, especially early on because you know all she was doing was eating, sleeping, and pooping, um, and you just need to change the diaper, so I'm like, okay, that's really all I need to do, just feed her, change the diaper, and you know give her a nap burper, so I say, you know, just not making it not making it way harder than what it really needs to be, and of course, you know, I was just you know. Ready to graduate, you know, making sure I was taking care of my education. So, you know, I always have that, you know, in the back of my book, you know, as I'm very proud of my accomplishment to, you know, graduate from college because, you know, that was that was my original plan. You know, it wasn't, you know, play football. That was just God's gift. You know, it was really more so getting my education and graduating. Like I said, I'm the second one in my family to graduate from a four-year college. So, you know, just to have that, you know, on top of my head, you know, just that means more than everything to me so
2: that's awesome uh Wes, we've been with josh for about 45 minutes we haven't asked about food we're definitely gonna have to get that on the other side as we wrap up today's edition of the garnet trust hour with special guest josh van from gamecocks football here on 107.5 the game it's the garnet trust hour on your home of the gamecocks 107.5 the game <laughs> And welcome back in to the Garnet Trust Hour on one hundred seven five. The game, Tyler West, Chris, and Josh Van, along with you for a few more minutes. And I tease this before the break. Every time we have a guest in here, we have to ask some food questions. Are, are you a, a relatively healthy eater, Josh, or do you like to do you like to splurge? Um. So lately, I've been eating healthy. <laughs> lately, uh, you
4: know, just you know, getting my body right. Um, you know, obviously, you know, training for a pro day. You know, don't want to go out there and eat. 12 uh, twelve, twelve donuts of, you know You know, you, you know, I just I eat I eat something like that Every now and then, like I said, we had cheat days On Wednesday, so we'll have Like, it'll be burger Or some shrimp um, Chicken fingers, and you know, they'll give like Um, they gave us like A little red velvet cake, but Normally, normally Um, if I'm not preparing myself For anything, I wouldn't say I'll Splurge, but I, I'm pretty solid on what I eat. Like I said, you know, like I was off air. I was you know, just talking that, you know, my favorite my favorite food is chicken Alfredo. Um, like I said, but at the end of the day I you can't I always go with old fashioned cheeseburger. So um cheeseburger, some fries. Like I said, if you mess up a, a burger there's something wrong with you. So <laughs> have you have you eaten twelve donuts before? No, or was that I, just an example? I don't, example? Even, I don't remember the last time I've had donuts. Like I said, that's <laughs> Like I said, I'm not much of a, a sweet eater. Like I say, you know, my fiance just made some brownies um the other night, and um, you know, I probably had like two pieces of the brownie. But
1: but you could have brought us some in here. Josh. I could have. I mean, was I just, I, was, I
4: had to change two um two dirty diapers before I came here already. So <laughs> I, wasn't, already. I wasn't thinking about yeah. brownies.
1: All, all I saw was brown.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that probably gets you out of the mood a little bit. Yeah, it's like ooh, it's too close. <laughs> what's
1: what's going on in the burger, man? If you had your absolute perfect burger um well one it'll be a double it'll be double yeah two patties Um, we're here
4: for um on it on it some days i put some mayonnaise on it but i always have some ketchup and mustard on there obviously cheese um sometimes i like to do pepper jack but of course i'll go with some regular cheddar cheese some lettuce and some onions no tomatoes don't do tomatoes pickles oh yeah
3: and some pickles on it yeah. All right. Good. West doesn't like pickles. No, at, not, at all. Yeah, not yeah, here. Got got so you
1: don't you don't like tomatoes at all? No, I, I hate. Yeah, tomatoes. I, don't I don't think tomatoes, Chris does either. Tomatoes
3: are terrible. They they
2: suck. They they, they <laughs> oh, do. They're slimy, vile. Wow. Who made tomatoes? It's the uh, the red ring of death. Yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely. Wait, you awful. too, Tyler? Uh, I've come around on them a little bit. Exactly. If they're on it, I'll eat one. it. But I don't go out of my way to eat a tomato. No. Not a raw tomato. Some people eat like tomato sandwich. Oh yeah, that's so good. Oh man, that
1: sounds like the worst thing ever. Sounds horrible. If you grow up in the country, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom eats those. Tomato, Dukes mayo, salt, pepper. Back in the day, yeah. like that's a classic. Some meal. Yeah. I do like tomato pie, and I like tomatoes
3: and other things,
1: but not not raw.
3: Absolutely horrible. <laughs> All right, so Josh, when you ran your forty, you were not. Uh, your stomach was not logged with twelve donuts oh, or no. burger or anything like that. Definitely not.
1: Definitely. Josh, Josh was t- hauling, man. Hauling Four four, <laughs> four three. Four, three. Hey Josh, tell tell him what you ran. I think that was off air when we were talking about that. Yeah. So, uh when I first got
4: when I first was able to run um after the injury, my first 40 was a 4:69. So, wow. Yeah. So, to be able to get that down to a 4:43 four, four, um, you know, that just speaks a lot to how hard did, I was training. Did that
3: um did that time, be honest, did it surprise you? In either way, were you like, I think I'm going to run a little bit faster? Or was it like, man, I got after it. Like, that was a little bit better than I thought. This this
4: Monday? Yeah, yeah, oh, on this Monday? um No, nah, I wasn't surprised just because, you know, um, running at 4.6.9, that was on laser. Obviously, you know, yeah. pro day was hand time. But I got it down at in Florida. I got it down to a 4.44 four, four laser. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just I wasn't surprised at all <laughs> having that on hand time. You know, I was... I thought it was gonna be lower than that, but um but hey, I can't complain. Um, you know, so I said I got time. it down to a four 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 laser time and you know they, they clocked me in at a four four three there at pro day. So, you know, I was happy with the results. Um of course like I know I'm not flash gordon or anything, but <laughs> I knew I, I, a lot of people would kind of mistake me for my speed. They don't think I'm fast. Um, you know, but you know, people will talk and they'll have all types of narratives about you. But uh like I said, I was just I was just happy to be able to walk and run sure. um, from that injury. So, you know, just to be able to go out there and, and and run as fast as I did, you know, a lot of heads will turn and you know, so I'm, I'm just glad that happened. Were you nervous at all for per day? Oh yeah, I was definitely nervous. I, I it was like um like any any given football game. Like yeah. you know, I so said I get the butterflies before the game and once I get out once I get out there I'm good. Like I said, if it's football games, I catch my first pass, run my first route, get the first hit i mean be good. Like I said, that that Pro Day, when I got that first jump, which I'm pretty sure everybody was there and they saw that, um, and you heard everybody's reactions, I was like, yeah, man. Um, all the all the jitters was out, and um, I was just ready to kill it for the rest of the day.
1: I feel like in some ways Pro Day can be even more nerve-wracking than a game because everybody's just like,
4: they're uh, yeah. looking at you.
1: They're not yeah. looking at the team. They're looking...
4: They're Straight at you. at you. You don't have no <laughs> helmet on, so you know they'll see all type of facial reactions, all type of you know. They definitely see your body language then, so you know you just you got to shake those
2: nerves, and you know you just got to go out there and do, and you got to go do it. Uh, real quick, when you talk about running a forty, and obviously you know you're talking about tenths of a second here. Do you know when it when it's a good time and when it's not based on just small little things that you feel over the course of those? four seconds oh
4: yeah you definitely know um i said training train while i was training it was a lot it was a you know it was it was all about the get off that's what it was that's what my coach was teaching me down there It was to get off and um even running that 40 down there i definitely felt myself like that first first two steps i kind of froze a little bit um like i said it's kind of hard to explain but you know when you're out there running you know you'll feel it but um you know, just that difference. If you come out too high, if you pick your head up um too early, you don't have that drive phase. If you run in the forty and you think it's a, a track meet and you try to lean like you you know crossing the finish line, that'll slow you down. It it's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into it, um, that will literally be if you come out in the first the first eight yards, you pick your head up, you'll run a freaking a four five one, but if you keep your head down, you'll run a, a four four six. So, you know, it's it's literally literally that much that that can change um the outcome of that run so
2: i gotcha well josh we certainly appreciate you joining us for the garnet trust hour and i don't know if jeremy smith still in the studio as well but we certainly appreciate him putting all this together for us and uh look forward to seeing you out at the uh 107.5 the game spring golf classic tomorrow as well appreciate it man thank you all for having me today absolutely and we certainly wish you best in your future nfl career as well thank you all right that'll do it for today's edition of the garnet trust hour here on 107.5, the game, Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Coming up next.
3: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere